This just in. Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. I need a camera crew at the darkness retreat. Pronto. According to my sources. Think about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders for a second. This is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know the All right, let's get to it. It is Rogers Watch. It's Friday. We've made it through a whole week. <sighs> All right, Greg. There's actually a little bit of interesting stuff today. Well, What's going a on? very unique opportunity for Aaron Rodgers, right? I think many people are wondering when Aaron makes his decision, how will he communicate it to the world? You have to imagine he'll first have a conversation with the Packers, but at some point it's going to leak out, and Aaron's going to be behind the messaging. He likes to control those kinds of things, and some people think if you're going to Put a clubhouse leader and attach odds to it that Pat McAfee would be the vehicle. It's got my money. Uh, but there's another company that would like to see Aaron use them as his vehicle, and the company is Cam Soda. They're an adult entertainment company, really? and they would love Aaron to ma- <laughs> to <laughs> the same company that was offering to make the Philadelphia telephone poles yes, slippery they wanted to, to, to slippery. lube up the, yeah. the okay. phone poles. They didn't need that. I remember the, them, the, unfortunately. But they didn't okay. need the 55-gallon drum in Philadelphia. What, they, right what do the they Super want uh, Aaron Rodgers to do? Well, I'll just read a portion of the press release. We at Cam Soda are confident that ratings will be blown out of the water if you make this announcement on our platform with Cam Soda having 43 <laughs> million registered users and counting. It is an adult entertainment website. Uh, and they want to have Aaron as part of their live stream. I assume only to make his announcement if he's going to play or not. (laughs) Will he make the announcement with clothes on? (laughs) Right. So they are saying that, you know, LeBron made his announcement, and millions and millions watched, but they've got 43 million who could see it in the snap of a finger. Has QB1 responded? Uh, He's not. Um, Have we heard from him since he came out of the dark? uh, No. We don't even know if he made it all four days. We just (laughs) know that he's out. (laughs) Right. I told you, I was listening to Chicago Sports Radio for a minute last night, because you know it's always fun to listen to them when Mm -hmm. the Packers win. So just for fun, cruising. And they were talking about Aaron Rodgers and what's the big decision. You either want to make $60 or you don't. And then one of them said, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I heard he didn't even stay all four days. I'm like, hey, that's a... Come on. So they suspect that Aaron only stayed two days of the four days. At least he showed up one day, unlike training camp. (laughs) Very good point. So uh, the folks at Camp Soda are promising a charitable donation up to $100,000 if Rogers uses them. So you've got Mm. that. But uh, uh, Aaron has not spoken since the retreat. I expect we'd hear from him sometime soon. Uh, I'll be at spring training camp for the Brewers. Yeah. I'm curious if any of those players would be willing to do a darkness retreat. I also wonder, do they subscribe to the noise of this entire situation? So we'll continue Rogers' walks next week. Uh, But I would think within two weeks, it it could be a done deal. There is no way he retires. There's no one who walks away from $60 million. I don't think I would. No way. No matter how much you already have, I come on, there's no way he's going to retire. Would you take it and be a backup in Green Bay? Yes. (laughs) I would take it and do almost anything they wanted me to do in Green Bay for $60 million. Fair point. Fair point. Come on, boys. Anything's possible. Just keep cooking. Keep getting it up there. The red team thinks they have it in the bag. But they better watch themselves because we're not stopping. Yeah, you've seen this guy. He's on TV. He's out and about. He's the king of the food scene here in the city of Milwaukee. He is Chef Adam Pollock, who is with us in the studio. How are you? What's up? 
Thanks for being <laughs> here. Little Fox, king of the food scene. That's Not you. All. That's all you. Yeah, absolutely. So the clip that Adam played, uh, Adam Roberts, our producer, was uh, you don't come with your own clips, do you? No, you I whatever you like. <laughs> nope, no manager uh, or anything. That was from season 19 of Hell's Kitchen. Uh-huh. Adam appeared on that, representing the city of Milwaukee. So he was right there with Gordon Ramsay yelling and screaming and doing his thing. Yep. And now I wanted to have Adam in because I, I stumbled upon this. If it's not sports or HGTV, the Food Network is on at our house all the time. My kids love the cake programs. I love all the celebrity chef kind of stuff. And sure enough, on February 28th, so this is next week, Tuesday, <laughs> the Super Chef Grudge Match. So 8 o'clock at night, Chef Adam Pollock brings his former Hell's Kitchen teammate in, Declan Horgan. And the reason they're going to go at it is because he actually put you up for elimination on season 19 of yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, there's no, we can do spoilers. It's been two years. Okay. So, I win. <laughs> so now you guys go head-to-head. You yeah. duke it out in, in a chef-style competition. Yep. It's been taped. It's already done. I know you can't it's tell done. us if, if you won yet or not. No. We only got three days, four days, so you'll know soon enough. But it was awesome. It was super cool. Uh, this is so different than just going up against someone random, you know. Anyone could be like, all right, you're going to go on Food Network and cook against someone. But this means a little bit more, and I think it's more exciting for the people that were Hell's Kitchen fans, Food Network fans, the new show. This is a season one, so it's really cool to be a part of something, the first of something, especially on Food Network. So can you, did you pick your own ingredients? Is there, like, a dish you have to make? Is it a signature dish? What's yeah, so, the premise? So how it goes down is each chef actually has to bring, like, they call it the secret, secret weapon. So each chef gets to bring an ingredient that they think will trip up the other chef, but they both have to use it. So you can't go too crazy. Like a quail egg or something like that? It, it could be something <laughs> like that. But like I said, yeah, you don't want to bring, like, gummy bears or something, and then you have to deal with that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Are the shows more fun or stressful? We watch it, and I feel stressed watching it, but it's also exhilarating. Oh, I have a bl- I, I get stressed when I see you guys doing radio every day and everything <laughs> you have to plan for it. So I guess it depends on the world. But for me, I love it. Like the competition cooking, I tell people, you definitely have to be like bred for it or at least like yeah. ready for it because it comes all at once. There's no time to plan. There's you can You can do everything and think about everything before you get out there, and as soon as... You know, the bell rings or the time starts, everything goes away. It's just you, the food, the clock. That's all that really matters. And the creativity that it takes to put those ingredients together and then with the clock and the ability to be efficient and get that all accomplished. Oh, yeah. I There's, mean, that is massively you're impressive. The host, you're hoping that the equipment all works. You know, you're in a kitchen that you've never worked in before. Um, anything's possible, and you don't know what's going to be there. You're like, oh, it's Food Network. They have everything you could possibly want. And then you get there, and you're like, okay, they're going to challenge us a little bit. But this is a 30-minute round, so it's there's no really where to hide, and you got to work fast. You know, when I looked up, there's like 18 minutes left, and it gets a little intense. Do the cameras change anything? I mean, there's lights everywhere. There's a bank of cameras. There's sure. guys with handhelds walking around. I mean, honestly, it sounds like, you know, like it's easier so, but once you start, it's you don't really notice that because you're so like into what you're doing or at least I am because I'm so focused on the food and uh you have to worry about getting plates and how you're going to plate it and if it's cooked correctly and how long it's going to take you know so the last thing i'm thinking about is like oh i wonder what the camera where the camera is or what they're looking at or whatever that might be a bad thing we'll have to see what <laughs> see if i like wipe my nose or something i taste it sort of the finger yeah, do you get a chance to sort of tour the space before the show begins like uh, like when people have to go running in 20 directions to find the basil no, and all that no stuff. you don't get tours definitely not i can't say that i mean um 
it's they really make it so that it's difficult and it's challenging. You know, there's a lot of good chefs. I mean, they've had iron chefs on this season already. I don't know if you watched any of the episodes before, but I mean, we're talking about top chefs in the entire world that are competing in the same kind of layout, same kind of uh, experience that I had to go through. So that that's kind of cool. But they got to make it difficult. They're not they're not there to uh, to babysit. When you're on these reality shows, Adam. Are they just in the moment, like, whew, I made it? Or do you learn something from those reality show experiences that you wind up taking back? Sure. Um, well, Hell's Kitchen, completely different than this one. Um, in that, it's just more so like running a kitchen, listening to everything that Gordon Ramsay's talking about and whatnot. When I go to a competition like Food Network Super Chef Grudge Match, it's like, all right, you're going to get a lot better at cooking something in 30 minutes. You, can't, you don't really learn too much other than just like, do what you do. Uh, they always say you should cook what you know. Some people say, oh, go outside the box. It's your one uh, shot to shine or something. But uh, for me, it was more like do what you know. Do what you know you can do really well. And even if you lose, at least you can go out with a little dignity and you didn't make something, like I said, with gummy bears or something. <laughs> you know, it should try to be different. I want to know if the if the ingredient that is meant to stump you, did it stump you? I don't know. You have to see. <laughs> There you go. There's two really good. Yeah, two really good ingredients. Good. That's fun. Uh, We all know Gordon Ramsay from TV, and that's it. And he's larger than life. Is it that same personality when the cameras aren't turned on? What's he like? Yeah, well, I will say I only got to talk to Gordon Ramsay for about 10 minutes without a camera on me or a microphone. Um, But he really is himself. Camera or not, I mean, at this point, he doesn't care. He is who he is. He's a mentor. He is a, a, a giant in not only the food world, but now like TV entertainment, mentoring. He's doing it all. I mean, he, I, I, he doesn't have a lot of people that hate him, I don't think. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty well-spoken, and yeah. he has the accolades to do it. It's not yeah. like he just got lucky. Is he a legit chef, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, Much yeah, more than definitely. just marketing, right? Yeah, over 50 restaurants worldwide, Michelin starred, uh, worked at some of the best restaurants in London, U.K., like... If you're in the deep chef world and you didn't watch one of his TV shows, you'd be like, okay, yeah, he's amazing still, whether he's yelling at people or not. So I, I'm curious what you're all doing locally, right? Because sure. Milwaukee is home for you. You've been on Hell's Kitchen. You're going to have this Food Network appearance. And I think people would be dying to try your food or know where they could get their hands on something created by Adam Pollock. So how do they yeah. do that? So there's a couple of different ways. Obviously, the easiest way is go to Egg and Flour on the east side in the Crossroad Collective's food hall or go to our Bayview flagship location uh, on KK and Lincoln there. That's the easiest, fastest. Uh, will I be there? I don't know. I'm usually <laughs> there a lot. If you want to see me, I'm usually in the Bayview location. Um, I do classes at the Milwaukee Public Market, so if you go on their website, we'll see uh, I do demonstration classes of pasta and different food like that. Uh, and if you're going for that top dollar experience, we'll talk about this. I am uh, up for private hire for your home experiences, so if you really nice. want that fine dining, uh, any kind of experience, I can come to your home and cook. Just reach out to me on the, I don't know if I have to pay for this, Greg, but <laughs> well, Instagram or Facebook, hit me up. Well, we I, should pool our money. Let's I love do this. this. I love Let's it. Pool our money. A in. 620 dinner. We yeah, exactly. I, I want to have Adam come in. I want to I try and stump him with an ingredient and then sure. just say, all I have yeah. is a microwave. I just well, yeah. you can do. <laughs> my idea is go to random people's houses and see if I can cook food with what's in the refrigerator. So <laughs> that's, that's a spectacular idea. That's my TV show. I'm that's waiting for someone to pick it up. That's a great reality show. Yeah. 
You gotta. You, you gotta know people. Know. Yeah, you should well, make that happen. I know. You guys know people. Let's let's make something happen here. We could be an experiment house too. Yeah, right? come over to my house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. We shoot the pilots at our three houses. That right. Works. You'd find chocolate cake in John's fridge for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd <laughs> find <laughs> probably some brisket, some good meat, quality meat in, in your fridge. And probably. You have good ingredients. Gone. Always. Oh, Greg will be fine. That that'll be cooking fine dining by then. <laughs> what are we gonna find in your fridge? In Sandy? our fridge, it's uh, more a proliferation of craft beer and some wine. Good. All right. Oh, it really inhabits our liquid dish. We can make a specialty cocktail with yours. This is good. Very work. Good. It's good. All right, remind us where can people see you? When's the TV? Yeah, the February twenty eighth, uh, Food Network, eight p.m. here. If you want to be really super fan, go to Egg and Flour East Side and pick up some pasta while you watch it. But Bayview is unfortunately closed. That's good. I'm telling people on Tuesdays. So we're just not opening. I'm having a private viewing party with just friends and family. That's fun. Uh, and just going to watch it and not have to be. Uh, you know, working for it. So, well, we hope That's it's awesome. the first of many stops. I know you yeah. sometimes see a lot of the of similar, familiar faces on the Food Network, and yeah, that'd be great to see involved in that. Yeah, the goal is to get on that Food Network train here and see what we can yes. we can do with it. Yeah, That's awesome. Adam Pollock always makes Milwaukee proud. So good to have you in the studio. Thanks, Thanks for being so with us, Adam. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Let's rap for a second. A former president enters hospice care. A winter mess leads to power outages, a partial parking garage crumble, and more. It's a weekend review brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. The Milwaukee County Transit System announcing that masks will no longer be required to ride the bus. Howdy. We say out in Georgia also. Word that former President Jimmy Carter is with his family at home in Plains, Georgia, receiving end-of-life hospice care. President Biden on the ground in Ukraine this morning, making a surprise trip ahead of the one-year anniversary of the war. Kiev has captured a part of my heart, I must say. Putin's war of conquest is failing. Eat on the punchy I see. Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, or known as well in these parts as Punchki Day. Jason, I told you, man, don't let them bully you into the prune. You don't have to do it. Oh, no. Oh, no, they're bullying them. Anticlimactic. Put it in your mouth and just eat it. I don't care whether you hate it. You say you do it. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Giannis will dunk it down, and that's how the 72nd NBA All-Star Game begins. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was worth the wait. This is Rogers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know Jason Wilde, our good friend and teammate, had a bit of an interesting rant yesterday about Aaron Rodgers. If I was Goody, I would say, are you effing kidding me, man? The shot three-quarter court is no good, and Marquette wins! Marquette wins! And Greg McDermott <laughs> was not happy at Shaka Smart. He was going crazy <laughs> before they shook hands. At the baseline, throws it into the front court. It's caught by Godfrey. He puts one up at the buzzer. He missed it off the front iron, and the Panthers have survived. It will be Janet Protasevich versus Dan Kelly in the April election to fill the decisive seat on the court. I'm counting on all of you, each and every one of you, to continue the momentum because there's too much at stake. That's the fight. 
It really is to maintain the constitutional order in the state of Wisconsin to make sure that we live under the rule of law and not the rule of Janet. Currently under WTMJ Fleet Farm Storm Team Alert with this later winter storm locking in over southeast Wisconsin. Still snow, sleet and freezing rain all moving into the area. Again, this storm is a messier storm and the fact that we're not seeing just snow or rain, we are seeing those in-between types of precipitation. Deb, Eric Bilstead just texted me and said yeah. he's out on the highway and it's like driving on mashed potatoes. It's like mashed potatoes out there with <laughs> We are following breaking news. Let's turn to Eric Bilstead. Sandy, we're following a situation at Bayshore Mall in Glendale. We're getting reports of a partial collapse at a parking structure there. Several vehicles crushed, unknown right now if, if any of the vehicles were occupied. We are getting live pictures into our newsroom, and it's a pretty incredible. North Shore Fire Rescue and supporting agencies are now at the mall. The third floor is in the first floor right now. Right now I'm saying it's fire trucks everywhere, police everywhere. Firemen are currently inside the garage. We can see them shoveling debris. Luckily, we at this point have no injuries. The heavy urban rescue team and the structural collapse unit is working with the property owner's engineering firm to make sure that it is indeed not in danger of any further collapse. I just parked there at 8 a.m. this morning. Just wanted to avoid the snow, and it collapsed. So I got more snow than I bargained for. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Shut it down! Let's go that's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Up next, Debbie helps get you home on this Friday, and then, in case you missed it. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great end to the week. On Friday, we like to track down some stories maybe you haven't heard or haven't heard a lot about. We call those little segments. In case you missed it. St. Louis, Missouri. Hello. <laughs> It's funny every week. The St. Louis Zoo was placed on lockdown just yesterday. You know what happened there? And what? Andean bear, it's a big brown-colored bear, several hundred pounds, can get actually over a thousand, escaped from its habitat. So the bear in St. Louis escapes from the habitat. Zoo officials said the four-year-old bear named Ben, that's a of nice course. name for a bear, <laughs> Ben, escaped from his outdoor habitat in the middle of the afternoon. They implemented a lockdown with guests being escorted to indoor facilities. Everybody was scared. Ben was running around outside the zoo. He was captured an hour later near his enclosure. Pretty big story, right? Oh, no, there's more. This bear had escaped from the same enclosure 10 days earlier when he tampered with the steel mesh surrounding the exhibit, causing a cable to break. The zoo said steel clips have been reinforced, but Ben still managed to escape. Now they're not sure what the hell to do. This is one bear that does not like to be in the exhibit, and it's one smart bear. He keeps getting out, getting out, getting out. Officials say they're looking into further measures to secure the habitat. Yes, please. Are you sure his name isn't Yogi? Smarter than <laughs> the, the average, average bear. bear. That's a right of boo-boo. <laughs> in case you missed it. I'm not kidding. The Rolling Stones and... The Beatles, making new music together? What? I know. Variety magazine just a couple of days announced that Paul McCartney was seen going into a recording studio where the Stones are, being, are known to be recording new music. Whoa. And keep in mind, rest in peace Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. What if you had Ringo Starr also playing drums? Could this be true? It's very exciting. Has uh, this ever happened? They've not all together, 
There have cool. been times where there's been some crossover, um, like Mick, uh, not Mick, uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon sang back up on a Stone song in 1967. Like there's, they've had like a friendly yet real rivalry for the past decades. But so here's the deal. There's a producer, Grammy Award winning producer, who just got a couple of Grammys for his work on the Ozzy Osbourne album. Great guitarist, his name is Andrew Watt. He's producing the Stones album and is also buddies with Paul McCartney. So is this true? Ooh. I've dug in and done research. The update is, calm down a little, Paul McCartney is playing bass on one of the songs, supposedly no Ringo Starr. Uh, but now there's this crazy buzz. Mm. Don't you think they should just have Ringo pop in and play a triangle or something just to have them all <laughs> just together? Have them all sing like with yeah, Nick. yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. So that was very exciting news to me. In case you missed it, you're such a tease. In case you missed it, you guys have been ever been frustrated about uh, drive-through pickup order? You go to the fast food restaurant, just not everything is there. You're a little annoyed. Well, sure. What's your typical protocol? Do you drive back through the drive-through and say, you know what, I just. I don't have everything here. Do you go inside, park your car, and just you know have a discussion? Oh, yeah, that's what I do. I wing it around the side and angrily go inside. Okay, you're frustrated, right? You're a little yeah. bit annoyed. I don't even know till I get home. <laughs> that happens, too. <laughs> that has also happened, which makes me even more frustrated. Have you ever considered just driving your vehicle right through the windows instead? <laughs> I've not. A fleeting thought. <laughs> oh, let's go to Georgia, shall we? Why not? A woman was a little disgruntled after she realized that her takeout order did not contain the proper amount of biscuits. That's right. Didn't have all the biscuits, so instead of going back into the restaurant, something logical, I would have done that. John, sounds like you yeah, would have done huh? it. Sandy, you might have been out of the out of the weeds on that because you would have been home and just saying nuts. Dang. But nonetheless, decided to drive her SUV right through the window as patrons were dining inside the Popeyes. Oh, my. She uh, was able to get her vehicle in about four feet. Debris was starting to fall, and uh, you know, some of the concrete started to dissipate, and... People oh, no. scatter, narrowly striking an 18-year-old employee of the Popeyes in Georgia. Uh, the manager said prior to the crash, the restaurant gave the 50-year-old customer biscuits to rectify the air, but she was still not happy, decided to drive her SUV right there through the window. Uh, no word on if the biscuits were confiscated or any issues with the biscuits as Road part of the rage. I mean, don't you just feel like, how stupid would you feel after you did this? Then you're sitting in your car without your biscuits. That's not going to help you get your biscuits. Nope. Now you don't have a car either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She has been booked in a detention center as of Wednesday. Driving, acting a fool is what my mom would call that. <laughs> yep. All right, Deb. Hey, John, when was the when was the first time you got a smartphone? How old? How how long ago was that? Ah, oh, boy, Deb, I, I fifteen years, maybe fifteen, maybe years. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this lady, had, Karen Green, got a new job in two thousand seven, and her friends pitched in to buy her a brand new iPhone. Uh-huh. First edition iPhone and she didn't want to get rid of her new not smartphone so she just left it didn't touch it and uh, lo and behold cut to 2022 and now she has a mint inbox sealed first edition iPhone and it went up for auction and guess how much she got for it a hundred grand Close, sort of, $63,356.40. Over 100 times more than its original cost and more than any other vintage iPhone before it. So uh, maybe it pays to get a couple of copies of uh, or a couple of of, of phones and then just, like, leave it. I mean, literally, it was sealed with the plastic, the the vacuum-sealed plastic and everything. That's why it was worth so much, I guess, huh? Yeah, yep, that's what it is. Oh, good stuff. All right, Deb. In case you missed it. All right, so the other discussion we've been having around here is, does anybody ever know year-to-year when Easter actually is? 
Like the 4th of July, you know when the 4th of July is. <laughs> it right? falls it's on the 4th of July every year. <laughs> Valentine's Day is always on February 14th. Mm-hmm. Even Memorial Day and Thanksgiving fall like at the same time, right? The last Monday or the last Thursday. And Labor Day, the first Monday. Yeah. Of how, how do you keep track of when Easter is? I, I am annoyed by this routinely. So in our in our, our meeting this morning, we were talking about fish fry and Lenten season and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is great. And I, I am a, a proud Christian, but I never have any freaking clue when Easter is going to be. <laughs> you right? Consult if, the book if, of Google. If you were to tell me Easter is April eighth, I will say well, that's Master's Sunday. Like that's what comes to mind for me because sometimes it's over spring break, sometimes it in conjunction with the Masters, or maybe even opening weekend of the baseball season, final four weekend in college basketball. Yeah. My mind thinks sports. I can't follow Easter. Don't give me another holiday to chase. Just just put it in the spot because you already Same don't spots. enjoy right. New Year's Day as a holiday. I don't so think you're... it should be a holiday. No. <laughs> I, I will take it. And then people say, well, Easter's early this year. Easter's late. Th- what, I what still don't know what that means. What? So that means what? It's in the end of March, the second week of April. I don't know what that means either. I, I would be very interested to know. And I never want to segment the audience, but uh, we have a text line for things like that. Do devout <laughs> Christians and Catholics always know when Easter is? Because I don't. And I feel like I'm a bad American, a bad human being, a bad Christian, because Easter is a moving target. The Old National Bank talking text lines 855-616-1620. How do you remember when Easter is? Do you even know when it is year to year? <laughs> and Hanukkah shifts every year. So it's not like Hanukkah always falls. Sometimes it falls during Christmas time and sometimes it's earlier in December. It's true. So there are these uh, have to do with like a first full moon after the third Sunday of No, the, no, the, no. Stop no? it. See, this okay. is now the you're problem. getting into pagan rituals. <laughs> this this yeah, is yeah. the problem, right? The, can we have well, any just, level of consistency? I check Google. Google knows everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know how to use Google, don't you, Matzik? Right. I do. It pops right up on the thing, right? You know, you don't okay. even have to finish the sentence. Okay. Prior to today, John, Sandy, honestly, <laughs> no. did, did you know when Easter was? Yes, I did. I did have to look it up because uh, I was doing some planning for my personal life, etc. Okay. And yes, I did. Have I to look knew it accidentally because I didn't know, and I booked a dinner with my brothers. We do this every year, and I'm going down to Illinois and staying the night and drinking a lot and eating a lot, and it's on the eighth. And Michelle said to me, "How are you staying overnight in Illinois on the eighth when Easter's on the ninth? And I said, well, "I didn't know Easter was on the ninth. Exactly, right? And it, and it doesn't just shift by like a day or two. Right? Like Thanksgiving right. will shift a day or two, and it, it'll yes. always be that Thursday. We know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I feel like Easter could shift three weeks. But that is just too much. That is too much for my brain to handle. I can't handle it. Your thoughts on Easter shifting? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Let's take a break. We'll get to some of those texts after business <laughs> We're headlines. Some good ones. It is four fifty six at WTMJ.